Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good and yourself? Good, good. Just getting out of work. Yeah, keeping warm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of snow fell. Like holy crap. Yeah, still snowing out. Uh, it's supposed to cool off for the next couple of days. Of course. <laughs> not allowed to yeah. stay warm for too long. No. Yeah, so did you take a look at the <laughs> at our bag of uh of topics? Yeah. Well, actually, I, I, the one that caught my eye was the one that we were talking about when we were at the casino. Which one was Which that? Was, uh, VLTs and video games. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. like the first one on the list. Uh, one of them. I added one today, but that'll be another discussion. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, and just to, to, do you want a sneak peek or no? Do what it is? No. Yeah. Well, yeah? What? Well, sorry. I'm adjusting what? my hearing, uh, my hearing implement. Your, your hearing implement? Yeah, I think I can hear you better now. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, no, I was um, going to, well, we can do it now. I'm not going to say anything yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait for that episode. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so when we were at the, at the casino, we were looking at the, I guess all the slots, VLTs and, and whatnot. It's all video, it's all like video poker, but just like video games, uh, things have progressed to the point where, you know, all the, the, the flashiness and, and, uh, the high definition and stuff has all been implemented, obviously. So now when you go to those places, the whole room pretty much lights up with, uh, with all this new technology. I think you need to go into some, into some more detail on this. It kind of describe kind of what we, uh-oh, my car is not stopping. Oh. Wow, okay, I'm stopped. <laughs> wow. Wow, the treacherous ride home. <laughs> yeah, that was like a power slide. <laughs> uh, yeah, be careful. Yeah, there's no cars around, so I'm on uh, this, this nothing road. It's kind of a back road. Uh, sorry, yeah, so just describe, describe the setting. Like, when we started talking about this when we were at the casino... Yeah, why, well, why actually, this came up? Like, well, we originally went and uh, and saw Cheech and Chong. Yep. Um, and then that's during, a top ten episode, Todd. Was it? Yeah, it is now. Climbing. <laughs> so anyway, we went to go see them, and it was either during the break, before or after, I can't remember. And we were walking around and looking at you know at the VLPs. And I'm not much of a gambler. I mean, I've, I've been to Vegas twice, and I think I bet twice. Um, twice total? You bet twice Well, total. no, I shouldn't say that. I, I played a little bit the first time. But the second time I went, I think it was just basically I threw money in. I think I broke even. I was happy. That was it. I was done. <laughs> the rest of the time was pretty much just sightseeing. Um, so, I mean, back then when I was there, I mean, you had the, the, the stand-up machines with that, uh, it looked like the bubblegum uh, light on the top that would, you know, swirl when, when you won type thing. Um, so this would be like old school slots that you would see in an old Vegas movies and whatnot. Yeah. Or it was actually so, a mechanical machine. Yeah, a mechanical an electronic machine. one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's more moving parts. Obviously, it costs more to maintain. Nowadays, it's all digital. They just do it from the flip of the switch from Seattle somewhere. Who knows? Um, but we did notice, like, if you watch old movies, you'll see the old type of slot machines. Now, the ones now 
are just like video games. If, if you're into video gaming, uh, you'll notice, like, uh, say, if, if you were around uh, back in the day when Tomb Raider came out, uh, I don't know if it was uh, not three, six, forty-six, uh, Pentium One. I can't remember now where, where it where it started. I think it's Pentium One. I can't remember for the PC anyway. Yeah, actually, probably. And the graphics, yeah, and the graphics from that to say the Rise of the Tomb Raider now is like night and day. I mean, they, they've even given you the option of using Laura's original character. Skin. Like the original skin? The original yeah. skin, the, the low-res skin, the big block. Uh, really? <laughs> it, yeah, which yeah. is pretty, actually, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But, uh, a la Minecraft. What's that? A la Minecraft. Like Minecraft. Is there different Minecrafts? No, it's like Minecraft. Oh, back then, yes. Yeah, like that Minecraft. Graphics. Minecraft looks like uh, that's what it looks like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, yeah. So when we went to the casino, and we saw this. I think the first thing we saw was some type of a jungle theme type thing with lions and whatnot, and you know, you'd have a whole array of uh, of monitors on the top. Of course, they're all linked together, showing you some. Uh, some scenery or or a screenscape or something or other, and then all the monitors that were on the actual I can't remember now were they more were they more I think they were taller than they were wide weren't they pretty much the yeah, I think with so, yeah. the old slot machines yeah so I guess the narrower they are the more people you can fit uh, just like the, the oh the, just like a parking lot I so didn't even think people. of that but that's yeah I bet you I bet you that's probably the thinking behind that that would make sense yeah. Well, it's like yeah, it's like a parking lot back in the day when when people drove you know big boats, and then as time went on, I think it, it, it almost seems like they've made uh, parking stalls narrower um, for shopping malls so that they could fit more you know jam more people in there. Yeah, uh, which is pretty much the same idea as when you're doing slot machines. They're not going to have like a super wide screen. They're going to make it narrow, maybe taller, to give you more you know view that way. Yeah, because the, height, the height's free. It doesn't take yeah. up any real estate. No, no, no. When it comes to, yeah, when it comes to uh, uh, per square footage and how much money people are, are throwing in, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, how many how many different, that was one of the ones I remember. Do you remember any, what the other uh, ones that they had there? there? Well, there was always, Styles? like I remember there was one, it was just a pretty blonde like a you know a, a drawn blonde on there. I remember that. I don't know why that stuck out, but it's just a cartoon. A, yeah, on one. Okay. Was I don't it know. Was on the screen or was this? Was this like no, it was on the side thing? of the machine. The and then on the, the machine, it's not like like he like. I guess the the artwork on the side is is a step up from what it used to be. But uh, I'm trying to remember what was on the screen. Like it looked like it was just like a. Like a slot machine, but it was all video. Right. But um, it was almost like some of it almost had like a, not a 3D effect, but they weren't like boring old flat 2D graphics like a Mario Brothers. Like they were more, they were more, uh, it almost like you could reach out and touch it sort of thing. Like I remember that. There was, a, there was one that was like alligators or something. I'm trying to remember, okay. I actually wrote them down on the list. 
what some of the stuff was. <clears throat> but they even have, like, I don't, it wasn't Game of Thrones, but something, like, based off of a TV show. So I guess um, movies and, and shows are selling their licenses to video game companies. Not video game companies, but uh, uh, gambling game companies. Right. Now, did you notice any of the... Uh, I don't know what brands you want to call it brands, but say you had uh, like I mean uh, Atari or, or uh, I mean, none these, none that were these are old ones. Yeah, yeah. There was no brands that I was familiar with, but it got like there was nothing familiar. But there was a lot like I noticed it was like a bank of machines, and it was all from the same supplier. But I don't know if they were the ones that actually designed the game or if it. Like, does it work like the way consoles work? This is an Xbox game <clears throat> made by Company A, and then there's another Xbox game made by Company B, but there's the distributor of the game, which is Xbox or PlayStation, and then some are multi-platform and some aren't. So, like, I wonder if it works the same way. Well, here's, here's the thing. Say if you had, if it was Xbox or Bondi or one of those uh, Midway or, or, or those companies, now, Midway. Company. Nice. Midway. There's a nice, nice throwback there, Midway. Nice. Yeah. So, say, for example, you had, uh, say, Xbox had their own machine there. I guess maybe Xbox isn't a good example. Like, just, just just a company, like uh, Capcom or one of those uh, companies, say, for yeah. example, created their own machine. Yeah. Now, the only problem with that is is because it, uh, the coding... Um, maybe similar to what they use for video games. Uh, I don't know if that would affect. Well, basically, basically, what I'm getting at is, if someone got a hold of the, um, like the code, okay, from this company that yeah. also makes these slot machines, they could inherently crack the code if it was similar to what was actually in the machine so that they could actually, you know, plug in a fake credit card with some strip on it that would, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm, the technology there, if there's, you know, it's, it's like anything else. If, if there's a video game out there and someone wants it and they want to crack it, they yeah. can get it for free. You know, like I said, the technology Just like a video there, game, you can do it with the, with the slot machine, likely. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So if you had a company that someone worked for, they had the ins and outs of the technology, they could theoretically, you know, figure out a way to uh, circumvent it. Yeah. Now, now these companies that we saw that were marked on the machines, I can't remember the names, but they were not any name that I could recognize uh, from any video game that I've ever played. Not to say that there wouldn't be, but not from what I recall. Yeah, no, no. I I think you and I have a fair understanding of the games that the, the companies that make games. We didn't recognize any of the names that we saw there. Right. But the, the question, I guess, the question that came up is like, how I guess how profitable are these companies? Is this like the video game market where these video game developers are making like crap tons of money? They're making you know billion dollars of, of revenue. Is it is it as lucrative a market as 
companies that make video games, the, the game, the companies that make these art, uh, these gambling machines, these slot machines, is it as lucrative? Because there's a lot of people gambling. That's what I guess. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, they could be leased machines from, say, the company that actually makes them. It could yeah. be a licensing thing. Like you guys, you know what? You're going to use our machine or use our programming in the machines. We want, you know, X amount of dollars a month for rental. For it's like people, you know, they they rent, you know, buy rent either computers or electronics or whatnot. If that's the kind of idea, they go to say, okay, I need uh, 18,000 slot machines. Um, okay, this is the array I want. Do you just go with one company? Is a whole bunch involved? Do you have to pay licensing fees? Is it a one-stop shop? You pay once, that's it. It's done. Is it, you know, okay, well, you know, we'll service them for free. It's like when you buy a vehicle. Uh, you know, we'll cover warranty for the first, you know, while. I'm, I'm sure there's a lots of ins and outs on it. I haven't seen anything on Netflix yet, but <laughs> with, with all the other documentaries out there, uh, it may be one in the, in the near future. Uh, I can someone see someone. It or hear it here first. What's that? Is, is gambling, so the way gambling works in Manitoba, at the very least, I don't, I don't know what the rules are for the rest of Canada, but this is a government-run agency. So gambling is controlled by the government, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's regulated by the government. And the government actually, uh, it's almost like a tax. They make money off of the gambling and it goes towards government. So it's, it's a, a stream of revenue for the government. Well, that's, so, the, that's the topic that I wanted to cover that I was talking about, about oh. the government and, and, and taxes and your, how much money you make and how much you actually take home, you know, versus, you know, that, but, but you're right. I mean, because this is yet another tax. Yeah, um, it's just another. It's another. I mean, it's the addicts. The addicts. At least you're getting tax. something out of it. Yeah, but I mean, at least you're getting something out of it. Whether it goes into, you know, Joe Schmo's pocket, who's out in, you know, out in the Caribbean somewhere, and all he does is just rake in the cash, or whether it's the government with our politicians who go out to God knows where and 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 you know do their thing too getting kickbacks and whatnot if you know if that's the case but i don't know it's just uh, a lot of money it's a yeah. lot of money just don't know where it's going i mean they they whine and complain they have no money i don't know when i, when I calculate in my head where every cent goes I, I don't see how they could not have money <laughs> they're just paying themselves way too much i think yeah but but I digress. Anyways, <laughs> I knew there was going to be a digression into government corruption. At I, some point. I don't want to. I don't want to cross into the other topic yet. But yeah, I'm just going to touch on it. But. So I guess so. The, a lot of the things that came up was okay. There's companies that this is what they do. They they probably don't make video games, but they make this. But there's a certain level of sophistication and and software design that goes into making these machines now because they're not mechanical anymore. They're entirely they're literally a video game and the game is gambling. Like, right. So I, I think, uh, it, it's simple. They just have to look really nice. So the, right. the graphic side of it has to be good. Um, but it has to be eye catching. It has to be alluring. It has yeah. to be something that's going to draw you to it. You've got three yeah. seconds to catch that person's attention to get them to go to your machine. Pretty much. Yeah. So I, it's like they're, they are spending all of their technology on that portion of it. Um, 
but I mean, some of them even had moving pictures and things like that. And so they're not just static screens anymore. Like they might've been back in the day. Like I think when the casinos, uh, the government run casinos first opened up, they had machines uh, like to play blackjack and stuff like that. And I think they were, they might not have been touchscreen at first, but they became touchscreen later. But it was like, it was cards. It was pictures of cards. It wasn't anything dynamic or, you know, visually stunning. Like, you know, no different than a game of solitaire on your phone, except take it back like 10 or 15 years. There was nothing special about it. But I guess as these companies that make these machines over the years, they've gotten better and they can charge higher premiums because let's, you know, let's face it, casinos have a lot of money to blow because they make so much money. So they must be able to pay these these makers of these games a lot of money in return. So I, I'm thinking, in theory, it should be far more lucrative to make a gambling game than to make anything else. So when you're selling your game to the market like that, are they looking at the algorithm you're using? And is that is that one of the selling features? Well, this algorithm pays out um, one in every 10,000. Yeah, I'm sure it runs off of a percentage. And it's yeah. way easier to do digitally than it is to do manually. This game looks uh, stunning, but it pays out one in 100. Well, we don't want that game in our casino. Well, this, that, that's all tweaks. So that's, that's all in the options menu. You can, you could probably adjust that. That's know, a good... That's, do you think that might be it, what they do? Like, there, there is an options menu? Where they can actually well, I mean, tweak the algorithm, maybe that's like the jurisdiction I mean, no. of the of the of the province or the state or the country to what level it needs to be at to be legal. Well, this this is what I've heard. Now, the thing is, is a lot of discussions that we have, we we sometimes don't do the uh, the research involved to get you all the facts. But that's that's the whole point. Like someone who's just kind of walking into a conversation. This is what we think. <laughs> yeah, uh, we could go back after and go, "Oh, we were completely wrong." <laughs> but from what I've been told, is um, in Vegas you are more likely um, the percentage-wise is higher to win than it is, say, say Manitoba or in or Vegas or, or wherever. I believe so. Oh, I believe so. I think that's the way. I know. I don't know how they rig it, the percentages or whatnot. But that pay that and that, Vegas is definitely not government run. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, and then there's and then of course now there's establishments that you know bars and stuff that have their own VLTs in. So obviously they're getting a cut of them, whether or not they're renting them or see this is a smaller. They may do it differently. The big casinos versus you know the little ones in the bars and stuff that people kind of, you know, hang out on weekends. Yeah. But every bar has, has a, a, a row of slot machines. Well, for sure. Here anyway, I, I wonder what it's like in other provinces and, and, and in States and stuff, or like, what's it look like over in the UK or Sweden? Like the, you know, our other listeners over there, like what yeah, do you yeah. have in terms of gambling? Is gambling even legal where you're from? And does it take on this or is this electronic, gambling market with these machines is that strictly a north american thing i'm betting there's different regulations in other countries as as it regards this as it goes to this 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear. Uh, yeah, if someone uh, you know out there from a different uh, different country wants to chime in. Yeah, definitely let us know. But can you? Know are, the, are you in front of your computer right now? Um, no, I'm in front of the tablet though. Can you just? I, I'm just curious. Can you do a random Google search for top gambling countries? Top gambling countries. Yeah. Or, or highest amount of gamblers per per country. I'm cur- I'm just curious what the numbers are. I, I'm assuming North America is going to be at the top of the heat with this, you know U.S. number one, maybe Canada number two. Top gambling. And I'm assuming all other countries fall behind on that because you know they have better things to do than gamble. Top gambling games. Top gambling sites. So you're not restricted to actually going to the actual casino. Now everyone has it online. What are um, top gambling countries? What, what comes up with that? Okay, countries. Countries. Okay, top gaming countries. Okay, it automatically gave me in Africa. I don't know why. Not what I punched in. Okay, countries. Like where? Yeah, where do we? Where are we going to fall in this? What do you? What do you? Okay, top 10 gambling countries. Great Britain. What? Great Britain. says, uh, United Kingdom takes the leading position in terms of of number of gamblers. Wow, okay. Uh, Australia, which is number two. Australians uh, have also a pungent uh, penchant to gambling. Penchant. There's a new word for me. I've never heard that word before. Pension is about as close as... <laughs> it's right near uh, R- Rishabaktu. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> China and Macau. China's land based on online casinos are banned. But state lotteries, sports betting, and, and margin are still available. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so guess, where we, guess where Canada rates. Well, I, w- I thought it was number two, so I'm totally off base. L- l- let's say it's uh, 18. Okay. Well, let's say okay. Say U.S. and Canada. Which one do you think is 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 uh, a higher percent of gamblers? Well, I'm gonna say the U.S. Uh, yeah. So U.S. is number six. We're number seven. Okay, so we are in the top ten. We're in the top ten. I'm. So I- wow. So I guess gambling is uh, is a problem everywhere. Well, yeah, but there's, it just, just kind of says where the most of them are, but they, they like to gamble. So number four is Singapore. Number five is Italy. Number f- and then okay. USA, Canada. And then India is, is number eight. Where's Sweden on that list? Um, okay, let me open it up. Are they even on the list? I'm wondering if there's any countries like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, like uh, any of those types of places okay. up in that northern-ish region of Europe. Finland, any of those? Like, are any of those even in the top 20 at all? Well, this gives me the top 10. So, eight, okay. eight is India, nine is Ireland. Okay. Um, let's see here. Number 10 is Finland. Okay. Yeah. It says your gambling has long been recognized as a problem. And those residents who spend more than 120 euros per year just, on gambling are officially considered just, as addicted. Just as an aside, I'm going by a transit bus right now, and the, the it's a it's a South Beach casino <laughs> uh, ad on the around the well, on the back of the bus. 
Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, so we're, uh, we're assaulted with um, ads for gambling. Remember when they boycotted ads for smoking? Because it's a highly addictive thing and it shouldn't be promoted. Um, it's, they, they won't do that with gambling because that's, that's government run. Well, see, smoking is on the decline, so they're not spending as much money for advertising. It's more of getting people off of it because now it's costing the government money to take care of the people who are, um, you know, who had the effects of smoking over the years, like, you know, either lung cancer or emphysema, you know, all that type of thing. But when it comes to gambling, hey, uh, it's out of your pocket, it's in our pocket. Um you know, same thing with, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting into the other topic again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so where were we? Uh, before well, we got to- <laughs> so, I, I, well, I guess I was trying to see where the gamblers were and how profitable it is to be making these games. Um, apparently, based on those stats you showed on, on, you know, the countries that are heavy with gambling, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a thriving market, and it just and it you know it's not just a um, uh, it's not just the North American market by any stretch of the imagination. Oh no, if there's money to be made. It'll be you know it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's gambling or you know alcohol, and now you know now they've legalized uh, uh, marijuana here uh, and Canada, well, throughout Canada. So that's going to be another you know more money for them again. Uh, apparently, the uh, the legalization of marijuana is uh, making people go to their dealers even more. Well, that's that, from the, what I'm hearing. Well, I mean, they're saying the black market is way cheaper than they've made it. From 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 what I'm, you know, what they're showing. When you go to a dispensary, I guess there's there's such stringent rules and how it's packaged and, you know, the whole gamut of the, the hoops that they have to go through. Okay. So then it costs way more. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was watching a documentary on, well, Netflix, and it was, it was called death mountain or something or other. And that's where, you know, people were growing all their, their weed, whether it was legal or not. Um, you know, the legal stuff, they were interviewing those people and they were talking about, you know, the the hoops they have to jump through to be able to sell the product, whereas the black market, um, they sell more of it and they don't have to deal with all these 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 things. So, and on TV, even on the news, when they're talking about it, they're saying, I mean, they had the advertisement that says, well, why are they illegalizing, you know, marijuana? And one of the answers was, oh, we're trying to displace the black market. And I'm like, give your head a shake, man. <laughs> You're, you're, you guys are charging way more than what the black market is. How do you define that you're going to be doing that? The black market exists for existed before for a reason. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're not doing anything to dispel the black market yeah. other than, you know, arresting people and stuff. But right. uh, I don't so even like, know how the laws work for growing your own stuff. Yeah, like, well, I don't, you're not allowed to grow it. You're not still? You're, you're not allowed to grow it from what, from what I read. I mean, unless you have, I think, uh, a medical card, I think you may be oh. allowed to, to, to do that. But okay. without that, I mean, and, and if you get caught with it without, you know, when it's not in its specific 
container, bag, whatever, you know, that they give you, uh, and the police, you know, pull you over and it's not in its... So why, okay, so if it's legal, why can't you grow it then? I don't understand. (laughs) Think about it. Well, no, I, I know, I know what the answer is. Yeah. I know what the answer is, but I, you know, it's like it's government regulated, uh, it goes to the government, but people are allowed to make their own liquor and that's government Uh, run. Beer. I can buy my own. Anything under a certain percent, you can't make hard stuff. Like moonshine, forget it. You still can't make that stuff. You're not allowed to make any hard stuff. Really? That I'm aware of. You know, that, that's, that's. I don't think that's ever changed. Oh, okay. So that's probably part and parcel. Maybe those laws are tied in together, or they're 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 basing it off of that, perhaps. Interesting. Because I can grow my own potatoes. I I, I thought one <laughs> of the reasons was, well, you can't sell this because you're hurting um, the people that are part of the market. You know, that make their living off of that, and they get government subsidies to you know to farm or you know, right. or, or whatever, you know, whatever the reason is. Yeah. Whose coffer are you taking money out of if you grow your own? Yeah. The government. Well, the whole, government, I yeah. mean, the whole, re- I mean, gambling was illegal for the longest time until the government was able to figure out a way to cash in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cha-ching. So was, so was alcohol. So was alcohol. And I'm sure before cigarettes were regulated, um, I don't know. If, I don't think you could have stopped people from smoking back before it was even. Uh, well, no, government they're, they're growing the tobacco control. and they're just you know rolling up a cigarette. That's all they're doing. Yeah, so they just kind of you know must have slid that into okay, we're going to start controlling this now type thing. But with this other stuff, you're just going to walk in and. Interesting. It's really interesting because I'm I'm still allowed. I'm still allowed to grow potatoes and like I can grow any food I want. And I know the the farmers union or, or whatever it's called. I mean, it, it does have government regulation to it. Like if you're selling food um, as a farmer, there's regulations you have to follow. I, I, I don't think you're just allowed to sell it per se, but people do, but they don't arrest people for selling potatoes. If they didn't potatoes, follow the regulation. If potatoes cost the same and now it's as it did for pot, and you had to pay the, the equivalent amount of tax, you would not be allowed to grow potatoes. Guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Now, the potatoes that come out, out of PEI are gold. Yeah. Those are really good freaking potatoes. You're telling but me I mean, an ounce, there's, there's of, no chance, an ounce <laughs> of pot is worth more than an ounce of a PEI potato? Come on. <laughs> well... In my mind, the value the value is much higher than that potato. Well, it is a it is a good potato. I will admit. I'm, that, that I'm not gonna. The... I'm not gonna lie. When I moved here, I lost weight because I stopped eating potatoes. <laughs> well, here, see, back home the potatoes they were brown. We didn't have red potatoes back. They were brown. Yeah, but they were, brown they were grown. But they were grown in the reddest soil I've ever seen. Yeah, they're so rich. They, so whether you took the Confederate Bridge, uh, Confederate Bridge, uh, Confederation Bridge, Confederation, sorry. yeah, Confederation Bridge. When you're going taking the bridge from New Brunswick to PEI, where you can see the banks, guy, they yeah. are red. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
And I mean, the closest thing I can think of is if uh, I mean I've seen movies where they show the Grand Canyon and you know things like that. And you know, so oh, yeah. it's not brown; it's red. Yeah, it, 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 it's pretty much like that. So that's what it grows in, and that's what gives you that flavor. When we move yes. here, mineral, and grab the uh, brown uh, brown potato, it tastes like mud. It tastes like nothing. There's no flavor. No. Yeah. So red potato was about the closest you could get. You know to call it a potato <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Um, cause like we, when we moved here, the way, the way they prepare potatoes is quite a bit different than back home. Like here they put sour cream on it, bacon bits and you know, all these things to, to spruce up the potato to give it flavor. Right. Chides. Which is interesting. <laughs> like, from, yeah. you, know, so, you know, I'm always trying to lose a couple of pounds. So all you're putting all these additives on a carb to give it flavor so you can enjoy that carb. When I moved here and I'm like, I got to put all this stuff on the potato to make it taste good. Why don't I just have it without the potato? Cause there's a lot of calories in the potato as it is. And then you're putting a shit ton of extra calories on it to make it palatable. I just stopped eating the potato. Oh, right. Well, it's like, it's like salad. I mean, salad's good for you. Well, if you buy the salad, <laughs> That's a good and it's got you know all the dressings and all the crap that you put on it, it's like it's not healthy anymore. It's just you know you can't just eat the salad on. I'm just going to go have that hamburger instead of having you know dressing that has a million <laughs> calories in it. Yeah, you're going to have to to make it palatable, you know, because you're not going to be just you know, otherwise you're like a cow. You're just chewing you know leaves. You know. <laughs> Like you're just chewing grass. That's I'll it. put some sarsaparilla on those leaves. <laughs> Give us some flavor. Sarsaparilla. Yep. Yeah. Didn't we have a? Didn't we write a song called Sarsaparilla? <laughs> you know what? I was just gonna say that. <laughs> sarsaparilla. <laughs> can't remember what that one was, but yeah. Uh, do you remember? There's a one. We were. I can't remember what house. One of the houses we lived in, and in, in Winnipeg, one of the many houses we lived in. We would jam in that basement. I think there was that there was like a basement, a sub basement or something. It was like two lower levels or some weird shit. And uh, yeah. one practice we had there. <clears throat> and what's that? That was the blue hose. You know, you remember when um, I took that picture? I had those twenty-seven. Get those. Hey, was the house number twenty-seven? Was the house number right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. And Dad had his blue 62 hardtop. Oh, yeah. And in the basement, that's where we took the picture. Remember when I had those psychedelic bottoms on back yeah. in the 80s? Well, that was, I think that was from those practices, like those jams we did. Yeah. I think that's where Sapphire came from, right? Yeah, and then you had this, this great big uh, tape player. It was yellow. Yep, that was my ghetto blaster. I did a lot of recording on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we also, like, I would have, my, I'd have all my lyric sheets in front of me. Right. And, uh, um, and, you know, we jam whatever ACDC or KISS or whatever the heck we were doing, or Van Halen. And um, one of the, one set of lyrics I actually wrote, it was on the back of a piece of paper that mom had. And I wrote the lyrics down. I didn't realize she'd written on the other side of the paper. And um, she had a recipe on there. Uh, barley soup, uh, barley soup recipe on there, and we were jamming that one time, and I actually sang the recipe, and I don't think anybody noticed, but I still have that recording somewhere. <laughs> I called it some barley soup. We just, it was just an improv jam, and 
flip the page over, like black and black on one side and barley soup on the other. And that, that was kind yeah, of a fun. Gorilla, though. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was the beginning of another recipe. Recipe it just says sarsaparilla. I didn't have the rest of the recipe, maybe or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that was a good tune, actually. I got to see if we dig that out. Probably worth revisiting. But it was a lot of fun. It kind of had a really funky um, kind of that ding ding kind of thing going on. You were doing some cool stuff, and Dano was on bass. There is is pretty good. And, Add the potato, and I was kind of singing James Brownish. <laughs> Add the celery. That was pretty good. Yeah, mix it up. Yep. Set the boil. Tune <laughs> for ten minutes. <laughs> zibba, zibba. Oh, we're gonna have to. Re- we're gonna have to record that song uh, before uh, Saturday before someone rips us off. <laughs> we wrote this song called Barley Soup. <laughs> Uh, hey, that's you know what? That's uh, that, hey, who's who else has ever done that? What write a song about a recipe and write it as a recipe? Well, yeah, no, the there was the mashed, mashed potatoes by uh, James Brown, but I don't think he was singing the recipe. No, I just, yeah, just do the mashed potato, do the mashed potato. I don't think he added butter or anything else to it. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, maybe we'll do that. Have some fun songs. <laughs> All right, I've made it home. I think we're oh, good. Um, outside of this, I'm going to check my calendar and see what nights I have available. We'll do another studio session. We'll see if okay. we can get that special guest we haven't mentioned on air yet uh, that okay. we've been talking to and see what he's available. Maybe do that, have that be the next session. Okay. Like that'd be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, maybe we'll set. The, I'll see what he what that guy's availability is like, and uh, if he can't make it, maybe we'll grab one of the other. There's like three or four other guys that that have been poking and want to uh, to be on the show. So, right. So we'll have a surprise coming to you all soon. We'll uh, make the announcement after we do the recording of that session. I don't want to spoil it before then. Right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll uh, sign out here, and uh, I guess we'll see you on the flip side. All right then. All right. All right. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Bye.